0: I, I, I see the um, the camera folks, the Facebook folks scrambling, mess with them this morning. And sometimes I just sometimes I just got to get right in. Just got to get right in. I'm in right now. Genesis chapter six, verse number five. We'll read verse. We'll read verses five through eight. Amen. Appreciate you being here this morning. We will allow for God to have his way. I really do believe God wants to give us a breakthrough. And so if you will just trust the Lord this morning, God will do something special in you. And when you get a breakthrough, it will be good for everybody else. And so when you get a breakthrough, the people that are affiliated, associated with you, they will experience the power of God because of your breakthrough. I want to say um, I don't do this, and there's some things I just have to learn and be taught and be reminded, and that is last week uh, I was told that we had between 67 and 69 people um, watching us on Facebook Live, and I must say that is tremendous, and I appreciate those that tuned in to um, watch our service live on Facebook. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in, and for those that have tuned in today, thank you for tuning in prayerfully we can be a blessing to you and the word of God can reach you right where you are I did appreciate that I said wow a lot of people did tune in but then I smiled because you know I think about both sides of the coins all the time and last week was one of those days where people probably just felt like sleeping in and so social media now uh, gives you that opportunity I can sleep in and 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 watch church it's not the same but you know something will happen still. If you are tuned in and you open your heart to the word of God, something can happen there. But I thought that was pretty funny. I said, wow, that that's that's special there. But we thank God for those that tune in. We want to do everything we can to be a blessing and we want to get the word of God out as much as we can. So we thank God for every possible medium to get the word of God out. And that's what it's about. We want to preach the gospel to every creature. And so we thank God for the privilege to preach the word of God and to be a part of what he's doing. Genesis chapter six, got a lot of scriptures to cover today. Verse number five says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord doesn't mean that God repented. It means that he was sorry and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beasts and the creeping things and the fowls of the air. I thought that was interesting. God went to the cross to die for us, but there was a point where God says, I'm going to kill them. That tells me a lot about God, tells me that he's no respect of person, and what his word says, that's what he's about. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. We want to a lot of times make God out to be something that he's not. But God said, you became evil and wicked continuously. You didn't cease to do wrong on the earth, and so I'm going to just kill you all and start over. But yet we read moving forward that Jesus went to Calvary's cross so we wouldn't die in our sins. What kind of God is this that we're talking about? For it repented me that I've made them. But Noah, somebody say, but Noah, that can be you or me or anyone else. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. When the Bible says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, it meant Noah recognized the favor of God. Noah recognized the favor of God because God's grace has always been upon us. But it's one thing to, to, to for God's favor, His, His grace to be upon us, it's a whole different ballgame when we recognize it. See, before we got saved or before we came to church, we did not understand that God was being gracious to us. But once you recognize it, then it's time to do something about it. Genesis chapter 6 verse 18, but with thee will I establish my covenant, somebody say covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse number 9, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God. The faithful God, somebody say the faithful God, which keepeth covenant, somebody say which keepeth covenant, keepeth covenant. That's very important. And mercy with them that love him and keeps his commandments to a thousand generations. Last scripture, Ephesians chapter 2. Verse number 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them translate that for you real quick we are god's work of art his masterpiece created in his image to do his will which he commanded we should do continually verse 11 wherefore remember that ye being in time past gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at the time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, are made nigh, close, near by the blood of Jesus. Father, your presence is already in this place. Now I pray, Lord God, that the hearts of your people will be open today. And that God, your word, will go out and accomplish that which you set it out to accomplish. You said, Lord, your word shall not go out and return unto your void. Now let the word of the Lord go forth and do what it's supposed to do. Accomplish what you want it to accomplish. And let the people of God be changed. I pray that they will get a revelation. That they will become hearers as well as doers. Lord, as we hear, help us to respond in obedience to the Word of God. I pray, Father, that you will move on every soul in this place, that the power of God will come upon us, and that, Lord, lives will never be the same again. Touch us that we will not leave the same way we came in. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everyone say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I want to entitle the message today... Get in the covenant and stay in the covenant. Get in the covenant and stay in the covenant. I felt all week this week the Lord just had me to focus on his covenant. Covenant that he makes with us. It is an essential part of our Relationship, Our walk with God is, is understanding God's covenant that he has made with us because God will do business with us or be in relationship with us depending on the covenant that we have made with him or he has made with us. Throughout the Bible, the Lord God initiated covenant relationships between he and mankind. You have to understand that covenant relationship is very important. God started that in the first place it was mentioned was where we read this morning in Genesis. So the first mention of, of covenant relationship that God started with man was Genesis chapter six, where we read about his covenant with Noah. And so. We're talking about the book of beginnings. We're talking about the very beginning part of, of, of this book of the word of God. It's talking about covenant relationships. God likes covenant relationships. God does business through covenant relationships. This relationship, this covenant relationship is assured by God's integrity, truthfulness, uprightness, and guaranteed by his name. God cannot lie. So when God makes a covenant with mankind, guess what? That covenant will be fulfilled because God can't say something and not do it. So God is a covenant keeping God. As a matter of fact, You read that in the beginning portions of our lesson that we were reading here in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. It says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant. So when God makes a covenant, he keeps it. And covenant with God, he will never break. So God is a covenant keeping God. Here is how God establishes his covenant with us, human race. God makes certain promises, and men agree to keep those commands. The promises are conditioned. Got to get that. God's covenant promises are conditioned. Uh, We're going to get into that a little bit, because because if we don't understand that part, we're going to live a frustrated life, In Christ. And we're going to wonder why we're not growing and why we're not maturing. And why we're not where we think we should be in Christ. But I'm here to tell you that God's covenants, they're promises with conditions on human obedience. So depending on your obedience or disobedience, it will determine if God's promise in the covenant you will receive. And so we're expecting to receive the promises that God has made, but we're not keeping the conditions of the promises that God made us. The covenant of God with man is a divine ordinance with signs and pledges on God's part and with signs and promises for human obedience and penalties for disobedience. Claiming the promises without being in covenant. That's probably where we need to focus on today. I read so many articles and so many things that's going on in our world today. I like you, surf the web, go on Facebook. And one of the most interesting thing to me is going on Facebook and watch people post scriptures and watch people talk about the Lord. And I'm just shaking my head like, I don't understand. What aren't we getting? Because God operate by covenant. And so you can get on and say, claim all you want to claim. Pray for me on this. Pray for me on that. God is gonna do this, and God is gonna do that, and don't you worry about this, and don't you, we have all these things we're saying on Facebook about what God's gonna do, and I'm, I'm claiming this. And I'm saying, are you in covenant? You have to be in the covenant to be able to claim the promises that God has given us. Right, let me move move along and not get ahead of myself so listen if you're not in covenant with God by obeying the ordinances that he has set forth you cannot claim his promises for instance one cannot claim to be saved if you are not in covenant by God You can't claim to be saved by just saying something. You can't claim to be saved by just the things that you hear about. I believe God. I believe Jesus Christ died and rose. You can't claim to be saved because what covenant did you enter in? I'll give you some proof in a second. We can't claim God's protection or God's provision If we are not in covenant with him. Now let me slide this in because you're probably thinking something in your mind saying, Well, I don't know about that because I've been blessed and I ain't in no covenant. God, listen to this, God could be gracious, which means favor. God could be gracious or favorable towards you if he chooses. So what we're getting confused is God favor towards us because he chooses to show us favor. It doesn't mean we're in covenant with him. It just means he's just showing us favor because he wants to. Because he's a loving God and he's a caring God and he's the God that created us. And so he will show us favor whenever he pleases. Doesn't mean you're in covenant with him. So without being in covenant with God, it's all about if God decides to do something. He decides to be favorable to you. It's not because you can claim it. You can't claim it without being in covenant. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. Are you in covenant? Are you in covenant? Are are you in covenant? You broke and struggling financially. Are you in covenant? Because if you're not, God don't have to take care of you. God don't have to promote you at your job. God don't have to send somebody to give you some money that you didn't expect. God don't have to send a check in the mail if you're not in covenant. Can he do it? Sure he can. But he does not have to do it because he's a God of covenant relationships. And that's how we do business. We mistake God's favor for thinking that we have a relationship with God. We're thinking that we're in relationship with God. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm living for God. I'm walking with God. And we don't realize that God has just been favorable to us. God has just been merciful towards us. Genesis, in Genesis uh, 16, 6, verse 17, well, let's not go that far. Let's go to Genesis chapter, well, yeah, let's do chapter 6, verse 17. And behold, I, even I, bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life, from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. Verse 18 But with thee, talking about with Noah, but with thee I will establish my covenant and thou shalt come in. The ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. What came first? Noah didn't get saved with his family because he recited a prayer. No, I didn't get saved because God said, I'm just going to save you. No, God says, I am going to establish a covenant with you. And because you will be in covenant with me, you will be saved. If we're going to be saved, we're going to have to be in covenant with God. If we're going to experience God's provision, we're going to have to be in covenant with God. If we're going to experience God's protection, we're going to have to be in covenant with God. Again, don't mistake God's grace, meaning His favor, in saying, well, I'm experiencing it now, and you're not in covenant. That's just His grace. That's just his favor. Don't mistake that. And that can run out anytime. Grace can run out anytime. Favor of God can stop anytime. But let me tell you this. When you're in covenant with God, he can't stop his promise. When you're in covenant with God, he can't dry up the provisions. When you're in covenant with God, he got to keep on doing what he has promised to do. Because God is not a man that he should lie. And what he says, so shall it be done. So if you're in covenant with God, you You got to get what he promised. As a matter of fact, when you're in covenant with God, you just remind him what he said. God, you said. That's what you do when you're in covenant with God. So we are experiencing in this day and age because, because everything is supposed to be easy now. We're naming it and claiming it and we're not in covenant with God. God dropped this in my spirit. He dropped in my spirit about how we are irresponsible. We don't like to get challenged. What I was just telling somebody the other day, we've gotten soft, thin-skinned, all this kind of stuff. Listen, I can be thin-skinned about a lot of things. I will not be thin-skinned about my salvation, my relationship with Christ, and going to heaven. You all are crazy if you think you can get me worked up. I am going to look to Jesus, and I don't care what anybody does. What I used to tell y'all all the time, I would be in the front row, and my pastor preaching up a storm, and some of it is just hitting me. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that's you, Wayne. Boom, boom. And I just get up. Yeah, Lord! Why? Because God is working it out in my spirit. God is doing something for me. And so no matter what nobody says or how things go, I will not allow anything to prevent me from moving forward in God. We get our feelings hurt easy and we just want to just uh, uh. heaven will not have no punks. Heaven will not have no softies. You're going to have to have been somebody strong to make it to heaven. You're going to have to have got your feelings hurt over and over and say, I don't care. I don't care because guess what? My eyes are on Jesus and I don't care what you say or you say. I don't care how much my feelings get hurt. This is about me and Jesus. This is about me and my Savior. This is about me and the one that gave me life. This is about me and eternity and I don't care what you say. My feelings may be hurt for a second but whatever I have to do to make sure Jesus is going to be my Savior and Jesus is going to be my God. I am going to do it and I'm going to make sure heaven Will be my own. We get so soft. We are irresponsible, is what the the, the 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 thought Lord dropped on me this morning, and where the thought came from was, of course, I studied this all evening and all night and all morning, and so where we become irresponsible is God made covenant with us. I just read to you. Here is how covenant work. God is responsible to perform his part of the covenant. And what? And we are responsible for performing our part of the covenant. Oh, I just got you. We are soft. We just want, we want God to be a genie in a bottle. We want God to do what we need. Every time we holler, God gotta come and do something for us. That's how we wanna live. And God is not even about that. God is a covenant keeping God, which means He has responsibility in the covenant, but so do you. That's what's going on in our world. We want God to be a genie. We wanna just begin to pray, God, and we state our claim and God take care of it. God, she getting on my nerves. Just little stuff. God, I need to make some more money. The slightest little thing that don't go our way, we stop going to church. The slightest little thing that happened in our life, we complaining to God. And all it really comes down to is we're irresponsible. We're supposed to enter into covenant with the Almighty God. And He will always do His part of the covenant. And we are supposed to execute our part of the covenant. But we never do our part. We don't want to do our part. We just want to lay back and say, God is good. He went to the cross. He gave His life. And so He will do whatever I want. God ain't raising no children that are spoiled. He ain't bringing no spoiled kids to heaven. Heaven. he's bringing some people that are overcomers to heaven that's what he's bringing to heaven is overcomers not people that whine listen pastor moses whined and god said you out of there! get out of there! get out of there! i'm not not dealing with no whiners god don't deal with whiners maybe when you're a baby he will deal with the whiners just a tad bit but when you start growing up in that relationship and you're still whining, God will not put up with your whining. This is why, let me say this carefully. This is why some people, let me, some of you will understand this, some of you might not. Some people, we said we're going to have an altar call, come to the altar we're going to pray for you to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of talking in tongues. And you come to the altar and all you do is cry. Oh God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Oh God, are you crying? God can't help you like that. God, cause, cause you're whining. When all he said is just praise me. Praise. Just, just, just praise me. God, God is, he's trying to get us to be responsible for our portion of the relationship. Our relationship fail in real life because it's the same thing. We want somebody to do for us, but we do what we want. Yeah. That's how we do relationships. We just, I want this, I want this, I want this. And as soon as as soon as somebody else wants, I ain't got time for that. Uh, let me hit you hard again. Wherever God puts you in a church, if you say that's where God puts you, that's your judgment right there. God put me here, okay? Well, everything that goes on in that church, God expects you to do it. Why would he put you there if he didn't want you to do everything they do? He would put you in another church. That that that's right tailor made for you. Just say you want to go to church one day a week. He would put you in a church that go just have service one day a week. No prayer meetings, no Bible study, no, no. You just go to that church. Because I know you, daughter. You just want to go to church one day a week. So I'm going to put you in that church over there. They just they only have service one day a week and they're from you know, from nine to ten. Done. Boom. You're out of there. Go to that church over there. But if he puts you in one that's doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that, guess what? You got to do this and do that and do that. If not, go complain to him and say, God, I'm mad at the church. You put me in because they're doing everything and I don't like all of that. Y'all quiet on me. I wish, I wish, uh, you know, all all while this message is working to me, I'm like, I got to go deliver this message, Lord. But this but is the same thing, though. I don't want to preach this message this morning. What I am supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, I don't have a choice. That's my point about responsibility. What was I supposed to do? Call in the preacher and tell Brother Scarlett, I don't like the message I got, man. You probably want to preach today. That's how we operate in our Christian life. You know, we get a message from God that we don't like. and we I call it one of the ministers. I think some pastors might do that. I don't know I'm just saying. I don't like this message. Let me call one of the ministers up and tell them to preach. Because this message I don't like. Well, that's not the kind of relationship I have with God. We have a relationship where he checked me. And I better like it. Or even if I don't like it, I better act like I like it. God is not trying to raise me to be uh, spoiled and irresponsible. God is not trying to raise you as Christians to be spoiled and irresponsible. God is a covenant keeping God. And what that means is it's an agreement between you and he. He makes promises and and with you and say what he will deliver if you walk in obedience according to the things that he say you need to do. It's just that simple. So he told Noah, listen, you enter this covenant with me and when I destroy this earth, you'll be fine. God have a way of how he does things. I always say his ways, learn the ways of God and you'll see God don't change. He might do different things, but it will have the same concept. and the concept from the very beginning is if you're going to be saved, you have to co- go in covenant with me From the very beginning, Genesis chapter six, if you're going to be saved, a matter of fact, if you want to really get technical, you can go in the garden. Do I need to repeat that? Tree in the middle? Don't mess with that. All the other trees, go ahead. That's an agreement. That's how he came on the scene with us. Always about, I'm going to take care of you. He told Adam, this ground, you won't have to plow it. You won't have to get no holes out and water it. It will just be moist. There will be no weeds. You will eat good. Oh, man, the weather will be just perfect temperature. Everything will be perfect. Just don't eat that tree. That's the agreement. From the very beginning, that's how God operates. We want to get God's stuff with no responsibility. I don't have to do nothing, God. You just do everything and I do nothing. Children of God, we can't do our normal relationship like that and we can't do God like that. We can't do God like that just thinking that we have no responsibility in this deal. He is God and he's all powerful. I don't have to do nothing. He does everything. That's how we treat them. But God says, I am a covenant keeping God. And if you go in that covenant with me and you follow my ways, you obey what I said in the covenant, then guess what? Everything that I promise you, it will be done. Everything God promised, you will have it if you stay in covenant with him. So, let me say this about Noah. Noah, Noah's ark is a typology of the church. So, what does that mean? Again, God is always showing you things that's going to come. He never leaves us ignorant. So he knew one day he would have a church today. Me and you sitting in here standing, whatever. He knew this would be what it is in 2018. But back then it wasn't 2018. So the ark was a symbolism of the church. So what the ark is, it's the place where you go into to be saved. And that's the only way you can be saved. Everybody that died in the flood died because they wasn't in the ark. I love it when people say the church is hypocritical. The church is full of uh, hypocrite people. The church ain't right. Can I tell you a secret? I don't care how much you say it ain't right. That's the only thing that's going to heaven. So no matter how wrong it is, you have to be in there if you plan to go to heaven. So if you want to disqualify the church because you got a problem with the church, guess what? You disqualify yourself because you ain't going to heaven. We can't go to heaven without being in the church. So just doing your thing, living how you want to, say your morning prayers, all the things that you do, that don't get you to heaven. Getting to heaven will warrant you being in covenant with God, being a part of the church. You got to be a part of the church to go to heaven. The Bible says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's the Bible, not me. So whatever... Listen to this. Whatever you like and you're into, you will be involved with that. Maybe somebody want to tell me something different. I'll give you a chance to say it. Whatever is important to you that you like, you will put a whole lot of effort into showing that. Anybody got something they want to say about that? But if you don't really like it as much, you don't do as much. And if you don't really like it, then you do it none at all. Because we're all going to say, I'm grown. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. So if I don't like it, I'm not doing it. And if I like it a little bit, I do it a little bit. But if I like it a lot, it's quiet in here, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Why you put me in this position, Jesus. I was supposed to be preaching so they can say, yeah. All right. You're not in the ark. You couldn't be saved. You're not in the church. You can't be saved. Let me tell you something about this covenant business. There's usually a ratification ceremony for the covenant situation. What do you mean by that, preacher? There's usually a formal ceremony to ratify the covenant. So when you enter into covenant, you just don't say something and that's it. There's usually some kind of something that makes the 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 the, the, the covenant uh, agreement make it legitimate. And so there's always some kind of ratification that says we're legit. Okay. So here's a couple examples. Back in the day, way, way back when covenant was way back in the day, still is today because God never changed. He always did things as covenant, but the covenant changed over the years. So way back in the day, what people do for covenant sometimes was this. Me and you enter into an agreement. Tony, as long as I live, you family. I'm going to make sure anything you need, you've got it. And I'm going to make sure my family understands. Even if I die, your family need to be taken care of. It's just me and you. When we agree with that, and you say the same thing to me, what we do is we get a lamb, and we split the lamb in half. And we put part of the lamb on this side, part of the lamb on this side, and we walk through. Because that's the ceremony to say, I agree with you, and you walk through to say, I agree with you. We both do the same thing to say we agree. That's the covenant. Another thing that they did ceremonially is, okay, we agree same thing we going to take each other family what we would do is cut ourselves where a little blood is coming out you cut yourself a little blood coming out and we put our hands to tone already know tone already know right so we rub up our blood together and they call it what 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 they call it tone blood brothers. blood brothers don't know it so that was another way the ceremony went for you to say you enter into covenant. So there was always a way to prove you entered into the covenant. In the case with God and man, the way you proved you enter into the covenant was God says all men had to be circumcised back then. Again, how you enter into that? You get circumcised. Cut. Blood. Cut. Cut. Blood, So realize covenants was established by a sign, the cut, and blood. God always keep things pretty similarly. And so that was how they established covenant between man and man and between God and man back then. God is still keeping covenant with his people. He's still doing it, doing it that way. So today, our covenant with God is a little bit different. So who changed how it used to be from then till now? Well, here we go. In the Bible, it stated today, the way our things are, is we enter into covenant relationship because of Jesus Christ. Right? Right? So, how do we enter into covenant with Jesus Christ today? Blood had to be shed. You want me to tell you how deep God is? What they said, they never broke his bone, right? None of his bones was broken. He was on the cross. Right? They beat him, so blood was shed. But God is so consistent in keeping his ways, that soldier came by and did this. Cut. This is how deep he is. He keep these little details. And you're like... Was that necessary? That's just how he operates. And we fooling ourselves thinking that God just do anything. We can just do anything. And God is going to accept it. No. We can't just do anything. We have to do what he says. Because it's a covenant that we entered in with God. So when Jesus came on the scene and they beat him. They whipped him. And then they put the spear, the sword in the side and, and, and pulled it out. And blood and water came out. Now is he got a cut. His bones weren't broken. But now... He's been beaten, he was stabbed, crucified. Then after he was crucified, he was buried, and then he was resurrected. That's what he did to establish the new covenant with us. Again, he did his part. Again, he did his part. That, he is amazing, because I don't know how he deals with that. That he's always doing his part, and we're just being soft. And we're playing games. And he's always doing his part. Every time he makes a covenant with us, he's saying, okay, here's the covenant. He never makes a covenant without having a responsible portion of that covenant. But we don't want no responsibility. We want God to take on all the responsibility. And all we do is sit back and say, that's what it is, God. All right, cool. I'm good. Good, Lord. And he just do everything else. What kind of relationship do you think will ever last like that? What kind of relationship do you think you will have with God if every day you wake up, you just say, God, I know you're in the sky. I'm going to do my thing. Just watch over me. I got you. And then you just do whatever you want. You never communicate with God. What kind of relationship is that? Try that with your spouse or try that with your girlfriend or boyfriend. <laughs> you can go with the kid's ears. Listen. Brother try not paying your wife no attention and then try to touch her late night. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a point. I will go to the extent to the extent to make a point. What you going to do? Get your hand off me. You going to smack his hand down. You ain't paid me no mind all day, all week. You ain't did nothing. You ain't never bought me flowers. You ain't kissed me. You ain't tell me you love me. You ain't did nothing. But now you want to put your hands on me. It's i cock in the morning. No! You pull the covers a little tighter so it's wrapped around you so he really can't get in. That's what you do! And you're just a smart, intelligent person. And God is God! But we expect for God to just jump when we say jump. And we didn't do nothing to him. We didn't pray. We didn't sit with him. We didn't meditate on him. We didn't read his word. We did nothing! But God need to jump now that I need a, I need a miracle in my life. God can't give me a miracle? And you ain't talked to him all week. You ain't meditate. You ain't read the word. You ain't did nothing but, God, I need a miracle. How do we think that works? Can somebody negotiate that in their mind and tell me how does that work? God is a covenant keeping God. And the covenant requires both parties to be responsible. Not one party. Both parties are supposed to be responsible. That's how we enter into covenant and have a right relationship with God. And if we're going to experience our breakthroughs, if we're going to experience the power of God, if we're going to experience all the blessings that God has promised us, we just have to obey the the the, the, the ordinances to the covenant. That's all. I'm almost done. And so today, because Jesus went to the cross for us, we now into the covenant a different way, not through circumcision. And so Colossians chapter 2 verse 11 says, In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Obviously circumcision, you had to use your hand, to do all the cutting and all that stuff, right? So now the scriptures tell telling us we are now uh, dealing with circumcision not made with hands. In the putting off the body of sins of the flesh by circumcision of Christ. So here is what it's saying now. Here is circumcision now. Buried with him in baptism. Wherein also are ye risen with him through faith of the operation of God who had raised him from the dead. So today... When we enter into covenant with God, what we have to do is we have to get crucified, we have to be cut, and we have to die, and we have to get resurrected. Not like him, but again, the similarity of what he went through. So what does that mean? We have to surrender. We have to crucify our flesh. One of the ways to become successful at living for God, you got to put your, your, your desires, your fleshly desires in check. So whatever you feel like you want, that is not pleasing to God. you got to say, flesh, you're not doing that because you're not in charge. And so you got to put that in check. Then you have to repent of your sins. You have to ask God to forgive you of your sins, which means you confess your sins. And you say, I'm turning from those ways and behaviors, Lord, and I'm going in the opposite direction. And you do that. Then after that, you get baptized. Baptism, when you go down in the water, that's like your burial. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? So you go under that water and that's like your burial. So when you get baptized, you get submerged. And you only can get submerged in the name. If you got submerged in the titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, you still need to do it over again. So you get submerged in the name of Jesus Christ. You come up, you are resurrected and God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost and your completion of that ceremonial covenant you have completed. Now you can ask what you will. Now many of us have gone through that problem is we have been disobedient to the covenant so we have done the initial part of entering into the covenant but god needs us to walk obediently continuously in the covenant so there's some of us that need to go into covenant with god and there is some of us who needs to renew the covenant with god and that's how it works. if you're not in covenant with god you're going to frustrate yourself. You're going to find yourself outside of church. Church ain't real. That God stuff ain't real. Why? Because you wanted God to do something that you did not do. on. You didn't do the portion of it that you need to do to make God do what he said he would do. You just want God to do his thing. Why God not doing this? Because you didn't do that. Why God not doing this? Because you didn't do that. He didn't say, I've never seen Anybody forsaken, nor seed begging for bread. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And so we forget that part that he's saying, we never seen the righteous forsaken. We just think just, God will never forsake me. Are you righteous? God will never leave me nor forsake me. Are you in covenant with him? He will never leave the people that he's in covenant with nor forsake them. So it's important that we understand that. So here I am. I'm closing. The end of the text we read in Ephesians, actually, let me go in verse, chapter 2, verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Today, you have been given awareness that if you're not in covenant, You have been just living, been living by the grace of God. But there's no guarantee how long God will let you live in the grace of God. So now you know that if you are not in covenant, you've been living by the grace of God. Nobody knows when the grace run out. Because here is how grace can run out. You can walk outside and then get hit by a car. And you weren't in covenant. Grace ran out. We don't know. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to educate you. So that's how you deal with grace. You don't know when it's going to come. I mean, God knows everything. Yeah, he does. But how long has he been allowing you to live in the grace of God? He's been allowing you to live by his grace for a long time. And God don't want you to live by his grace. God wants you to enter into covenant with him. That's what he wants. He wants real relationship. Not not, not him just saying, all right, let me just keep you. Oh, let me protect you here. And, and you're just ignoring him every day. That's you're living in his grace. Every day you're protected and kept, but you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're living in grace. And grace can run out at any time. But when you enter in covenant, when you said, okay, Lord, I am going to repent of my sins. I am going to get baptized in Jesus' name. And I know you'll fill me with the gift of the Holy Now you're saying I'm entering into covenant. So guess what? When I wake up tomorrow morning, he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Bob, I can say that tomorrow. You can say that tomorrow when you wake up. Bob, huh, don't even worry about me. He said he'll never leave because I am in covenant with him. That's what you tell people. I am in covenant with me, with him. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. He will be with me to the end of the world. And if he see fit to take me tomorrow, at least I know I'm going to be with him, which is better than what, what's down here. If you die tomorrow, you don't have, you're you not in covenant, you won't see him no more. Well, when you've got to bow down and say he is God, that's about the only time you're going to see him. So, by grace are ye saved. So, all of us, the only reason why we have the opportunity to be saved is because God gave us grace. We didn't deserve it. Grace just means you didn't deserve it. But he just kept on kept keeping you, protecting you. But once you hear this message today, now you know you've been living in grace. Now the clock is ticking. What are you going to do? It says you're saved. Once you understand grace, then you now have to respond in faith. Faith say, I need to give my life to God and get in a relationship with him. And that's what we need to do. So by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. So if it wasn't for grace, you wouldn't be saved. So you can't take credit for doing anything, but you still have to do something. Not of works. We cannot be saved without getting into covenant with God. Before Jesus' return, the only way we're going to go to heaven is if we enter into covenant with him. Stand with me. If you're here today, you've never entered into covenant with God, you probably want to do so. If you're here today and you've entered into covenant with God, But you have not kept the covenant, you need to renew the covenant. God wants you to be responsible and not irresponsible. In order to be responsible, you have to tell yourself or make up in your mind, you're going to do whatsoever it takes to make sure you keep up your responsibility in the covenant. The ordinances of the covenant, you have to do your part. And what that means, you have to go and seek God every day. You have to read your Bible. You have to pray. You have to live righteously and holy to stay in the covenant with God and not abandon the covenant. If you go into, what is that, Genesis I think it was the 17th chapter towards the end of when God talked about the covenant. He talked about, and if that, that, that person that is not a part of the covenant, they will be cut off. If we don't do what we're supposed to do to be in the covenant, we will be cut off. <laughs> we have to live in obedience of the covenant to experience the blessings of God. And a lot of times I just don't like to see people living in frustration and struggling when they're supposed to be Christians and they're wondering, how is that possible? What's going on? I thought God says he's all powerful. I thought God is all knowing. He knows what I'm going through. Why aren't, why isn't he doing anything? And so he's using my voice to tell you, because you're not obeying the commandments of the covenant. That's what he's telling you today. You're not obeying the commandments of the covenant. So you're expecting him to, 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 execute what he said he would do. But he's saying, you're, you're tying my hands. As long as you don't do your part, my hands are tied. This covenant, you ever see, um, I watched, um, I'm a, I'm an action movie kind of guy. And, um, I was watching, um, Golden Eye. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Golden Eye. And in order to launch the missile, you need two keys. Both people put the keys in on three, three, two, one, boom. Both people turn the keys and now everything just go haywire. Well, that's kind of like the covenant. Both keys got to be in and turn at the same time in order for us to begin to receive what God said need to be received. You can't let him have his key in ready to turn. His hand is on it ready to turn. And you're like, I don't even know where my keys are. Okay. Then just nothing then. That thing will never launch without both keys. And and what God promised you will never happen without you being a part of it. You have to be a part of it. So today, if you've never given your life to God and you want to enter into the covenant with God, you want to be baptized, we can baptize you today in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. All your sins can be washed away. You can enter into covenant with God. If you would like to do that today, you've never done it, we can do it for you right after church. You can come and let me know. And we can help you. But if you have been into the covenant with God and you have been disobedient, you have neglected the covenant, which you should do, then you need to renew that covenant so you can start walking in righteousness and walking in holiness so God can do what he said he will do. So if you will close your eyes with me, I'm going to pray for you one more time. And we will be dismissed in just a second. But if you need to enter into covenant by giving your life to God, repenting of your sins, being baptized in Jesus name. I got robes. I got towels. You don't have to go home wet. I know we used to always. I, I, I remember back in the day, way back in the day, when people used to be, you know, get baptized. They had to come that day ready. I got my, 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 my to you know, bring my clothes that I'm going to change into. You know, I got to bring my clothes I'm going to get baptized in and all of this stuff. And they go through all that. Well, we're sophisticated now. I got robes for you. That is just awesome, better than the clothes. You'll put the robe on and you get baptized. You'll get wet. You'll get all dried up and clean and go home dry and clean But all your sins removed and you enter into the covenant. You don't have to worry about bringing your clothes. I got to bring my clothes. Oh, I got to tie my head. Uh, Don't even worry about all that stuff. You can go home today in the covenant and dry and not have nothing wet on you. If you want to do that today, I want you to come. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. God help us today. Lord, you have always done your part. You've always called us forth, Lord God, to come and join you in covenant. You've always executed what you said you would do, Lord. From cover to cover in your book, you've always held up your end of the deal. Your word is true. Your promises are yea and amen. And so today, Lord God, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. That somebody will realize all they need to do is take a step of faith and surrender to you and enter into covenant with you. That Lord, as they ask, it will be given unto them. As they seek, they will find. As they knock, the door will be opened unto them. Because Lord, they are now in covenant. They have the right to claim all your promises that you have set forth for them to claim. Lord, I pray today in the name of Jesus Christ that you will help us. That we will not be weary in our well-doing. That God, we will understand that you have called us into covenant with you. That this relationship is not one-sided. But Lord, both of us, you and us, you and me. Lord God, it's both of us. takes two of us to make it work. Lord, I don't want to miss out on anything you have in store for me. I don't want the people of God in this church to miss out on anything you have in store for them. And so today I pray in the name of Jesus that somebody will respond in faith today and enter into covenant with you. That they will trust you and say, God, here I am. Lord, they're in desperate need of your blessings. They're in desperate need, Lord God, of your direction, of your provision. But the only way they're going to receive it, Lord, is by entering into covenant. Lord, for those that are here today that have violated the covenant, I pray, Lord God, that they will call upon your name today, repent of their sins, and, Lord God, renew their covenant with you, that they can ask what they will, Lord God, and they will receive it. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will have your way today. Oh, God, help us today. Help us today, Lord. Oh, God, deliver us today. Break the chains that binds us, the invisible chains that binds us. We, we can't tell sometimes that we're bound up, Lord God, but I pray that you will break those chains and bring to our attention that, Lord, we have experienced your favor. Grace has come to us. Just like Noah, oh God, received grace. That grace appeared unto him. Lord, let every one of us in this place understand that grace has appeared unto us today. Oh God. Help us. Oh God, speak to us. Oh God. Oh God. God, transform us by the renewing of our minds. Transform us by the renewing of our minds. That Lord God, we will receive and accept whatsoever you say to us. That Lord, the things that you say to us that we may not like that we will still accept and the things that we do like we will just as well accept but help us Lord God not to dismiss the hard things but God that we will respond to everything in obedience coming from you oh hallelujah Lord change our hearts deliver us from evil deliver us from evil Reveal more of yourself to us that we will become doers of your word and not just mere hearers of the word. Speak to our hearts today. As we go, Lord God, we go from this place. Lord God, with our hearts set on you, our minds, Lord God, meditating on you. Save us. Save us from destruction. Save us, Lord God, from eternity of damnation save us Lord we give you the honor we give you the praise all these things we ask you in Jesus name hallelujah